Blog Talk Radio.
Our topics included are not limited to spirit messages and guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative medical healing modalities. We have a monthly meditation every first Thursday of the month. We talk about chakras, gemstones, tarot, runes, forms of divination, astrology, animal communication, and more. We have special guests from time to time as well, and we invite you to join us here every Thursday evening at 7 Eastern. My website is www.readingswithrose.com. I'm a psychic medium healer, and if you're looking for any of those services, visit my website, please. And this evening, our guest is Judy Vitale, and Judy is an empowerment coach with transpersonal coaching, advanced clinical, high, I'm sorry, hypnotherapy, yoga, Reiki, and astrology all in her toolbox. She is fully equipped to address people's needs on a soul level. An engaging public speaker, teacher, and private consultant, Judy offers information and services that allow you to do, reprocess and reframe your actions so that they are aligned with your passion for success and your purpose in life. Judy is currently studying for a master's degree in transpersonal psychology at the Wellness Institute. And I can't even say where this is when I bring her on. She'll tell you where it is. It's someplace in Washington State. And... Um, she is a graduate of Carnegie Mellon University and the University of Pittsburgh. She spent most of her life in New York City, where she earned the highest possible certification from the National Council for Geocosmetic Research Professional Astrology, Astrologers Alliance. She practices in the Pittsburgh area and beyond, including online. Visit Judy at her website at www.readthestars.com. She also has a podcast, and we will uh, have her tell you about that as well. Let me bring Judy on. Good evening, Judy. Welcome to the Wisdom of Spirit. Why, thanks, Rose. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry I massacred. (laughs) I massacred where the... um, the Wellness Institute is, but I know it's in Washington, but how do you pronounce that? Oh, it's, that? it's very easy. It's Issaquah, Issaquah, which is a suburb of Seattle. And there's a very okay, beautiful um, institute there, uh, a wondrous place that um, I really am just so grateful to be associated with. Great. And that's because it's Seattle. Okay. Um Respita de Jesus, who's one of the owners of the Seca Network, she's in Seattle, and she has her Wushu Center there. So you guys are like neighbors. Oh, wow. Well, how about that? Yeah. Well, she'll know where Issaquah is. <laughs> and she'll know how to say it, so there you go. <laughs> well, you're not in Washington. You're in Pittsburgh, right? I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. Um, I moved back here from New York City about seven years ago. And um, I lived in New York Oh, for about 30 years, so most of my life. And um, it just got to be time, you know, life changes. I had some family obligations I needed to see to, and I grew up here in Pittsburgh. So I came back, and it's a really fun city to live in, but I don't like to tell too many people that because, you know, we're starting to get bad traffic and stuff like that. So it isn't as nice as as everybody says it is, but, well, it it is really. You know what I mean. (laughs) I know what you mean. I was born in 
Brooklyn, and I grew up in New York, and I worked in Manhattan for 25 years or more, and then we moved to Mm -hmm. the suburbs, out here on Long Mm -hmm. Island in Nassau County in uh, Westbury. uh, Oh, beautiful. You know, city life, New York City, it's got a pace all its own, and when you are away from there, you kind of, it's like, um, I don't know how to put it, it's like jumping off a treadmill, You, you you're not used to that pace anymore, and when you go back, you're like, oh, my God, but I love it. <laughs> well, I believe also the cities and places that we live have energy, and we see that a lot in astrology. I do a lot of location astrology for people. And, um, you know, there was a time when New York was my place to be, and it really was about my education in the esoteric arts. Um, where else could I get the education that I received from the people at, um, you know, NCGR, the National Council for Geocosmic Research, um, that just an incredible education with world-class astrologers. And, um, you know, it's sort of like when I was done, it felt almost as though I was reassigned. It's like, okay, now you're going to go back to Pittsburgh and spread the word. I got back here and landed, and I ran into a bunch of people who had had similar experiences. Some had come from other places, but there were more than a few from New York who would just found themselves in Pittsburgh. And it turns out that Pittsburgh has um, a vortex at the, the place where the three rivers meet. And there's an aquifer under there, so there's a fourth river. And it's considered to be a very sacred place and was referred to by the Incans and the Mayans as the land of their ancestors. So, woo-woo. A lot of um, you know, oh, burial mounds around here. Yeah, a lot of burial mounds around here and bones with, like, you know, five-foot-long steamers and that kind of stuff, you know, so giant, land of the giants back, way back when. And uh, we're not too far from Serpent Mound. I don't know if you've heard of that sacred space, but that's an astounding place in uh, southeastern Ohio. And it, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's been a real treat to be here, and it's also very reasonable to live here. I don't have to, like, you know, kill myself to be able to pay my rent. So that's really oh, good. Like and it also enables me to... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and then, you know, I also then I can afford to travel more. So I feel my practice kind of moving and um my podcast partner and I are going to be developing some seminars and, and workshops and and things to help people in other places besides she also lives in Pittsburgh. She got relocated from California. So, you know, it's just, it's just an amazing journey, and I'm enjoying every step of it, just really, really taking it all in. And, you know, once you get on to the idea that we're being led through life by our spirit and our connection to spirit, you just like kind of roll with it. It's like, how on earth did I wind yeah, up back in Pittsburgh? But it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. That is really the way to go. Now, before we get into that, because I want to go there, <laughs> but um, you mentioned podcasts. So give our audience uh, some information on the podcast. Where can they listen, hook up, meet you, whatever? Oh, okay. Our podcast is called Deep Dives. Um, and uh, that's, it. uh, it's, you, can, you can subscribe on iTunes, of course, and we have our own little Facebook page so you can always you know just like our page and you'll find out every time we're recording again tomorrow and we just delve um, my partner is a shamanic healer and um, she has some very very fascinating ideas about how people can heal themselves 
Um, and um, we tomorrow, for instance, will be talking about getting it out. Like, how do you let out your emotions? How do you get to them? And how do you let them out? We're going to have a guest who has done some work on journaling. And, um, you know, my, my partner, Jossa, will be talking about a technique for it. And I'll be discussing hypnotherapy and EMDR, which are two ways that I use with my clients to help them to come to terms with traumatic memories, process them and reframe them so that they can become more aware and, and understand why they might have gone through something traumatic because it always leads us to where we are today. But when these things are locked in our unconscious, they drive us to do things that are contrary to what we're supposed to be doing. So becoming aware of them and reframing them, say if you got the message that you were never going to amount to anything when you were seven or eight years old and you believe that, guess what's going to happen when you're 37 and 47 and 57? But when you go back and you look at that and go, well, that isn't true. And you say, I do matter and I will amount to something. I will be a success. Then your whole life changes because you've integrated the experience and that's what we do. It's so funny you just mentioned that because I remember years ago I was having a lot of trouble and I asked a colleague of mine who was a hypnotherapist, I said, what do you know about epigenetics? And she mm-hmm. said, not really a lot. I said, I have this feeling that, you know, whatever was in my family, because I come from a family that is very um, long line of strong women. And my grandmother's okay. favorite thing always was, well, you just got to push through it. Push through it. Okay, what, at what level do you keep pushing through stuff, trauma, bad things coming down the pike? And um, after I had gone through PTSD, which I learned after having someone on my show mm. who is a therapist and learned about PTSD, I sat back and said, oh, my God, I've gone through this. I didn't know that's what uh. this was. I just... Pushing through and pushing through. Yeah, yeah. And then with this thing about when you're told you're no good, that was my childhood. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was traumatic. It was horrible. And my dad would always say to me and the next brother up, not the oldest brother. The oldest brother was golden. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, me and my other brother, the both of us, you're useless. You'll never amount to mm. anything. And the mm. usual blah, blah, blah that goes along with that, that those comments and mindset and what have you. So yeah. because of yeah. and the pushing through, and it's kind of like I'm rebellious, so nobody was going to hold me down. And ultimately, I became what I am and who I am. And mm-hmm. when I published my first book, my dad, who has been in spirit for years, 35 years or more, comes into my office the day I published it. He says, well, I'm so proud of you. Oh, wrong word, <laughs> bad timing. Mm-hmm, I threw him out of my mm-hmm, office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, now, too little, too much, I don't care. You had to tell me this when I was a child, and you told me all that other stuff, so don't need you, don't want you, bye-bye. Mm, and my best friend yelled yeah. at me, you have to go and give your father. You can't, like, do that. I said, I know, but that was like... It's like poking a raw nerve. I did forgive well, there's a process. But... There's a process that goes with it. And part of it is for us to express the emotions that are the reaction to that kind of treatment. 
So obviously anybody, and obviously you did have some anger toward your father. So you need to express it. You need to express it. Um, Usually when I work with someone, we work on expressing it in my office so that they can safely say whatever there is to say without there having to be somebody coming back at them and telling them, oh, you're just nuts or something like that, or, you know, or causing some kind of unnecessary rift but they can express the emotion, release it from their bodies. I literally hand them a hard rubber hose and allow them to pound the pillow if, that, if that's what feels good to them, to release it from their bodies. They can kick, they can scream, and this is part of the heart-centered hypnotherapy that we do. And then once those emotions are released, they can reframe the situation and come back and learn to love that part of themselves that was so wounded and tell that part of themselves right. that they will always protect that little girl or little boy. And uh, it's so important to come around to that, you know, and to come back around and, and understand that we have to parent ourselves when we self-actualize. So that's, you know, that's yeah, part of Yeah, and it's good of, work that you're doing because process. that is really, uh, so many people need that and would never think of that or they would repress mm-hmm. even a Approaching healing that way, and well, who it's wants to really go back and very remember much... their traumatic stuff. Ah, it's like I don't want to remember it, but the truth is, when you go and you remember, you know, you're you're regressed. Okay, that's what the hypno part of it is. It's, it isn't that you know the hypnotherapist is manipulating the the client. The hypnotherapist is bringing the client back to that moment in their lives. Usually through a somatic reference, you know, something like where do you feel that in your body, go back to the source of that. When was the first time? You can go back to the womb. You can go back to a previous lifetime and have, you know, and, and resolve certain feelings that you have been carrying all your life and didn't understand where they came from. So, right. you know, there are just, there's just so many possibilities with it. So yeah, that's one of the things that I do. I do that. I do EMDR, which is the same sort of thing. It's a little bit less um, in depth. And with um, EMDR, it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. We get the brain to be stimulated on both sides so that it triggers those memories. And then the person can bring them up and put them through the rational mind. That's what happens when we are traumatized, we freeze. You know, there's fight, flight, or freeze, but we freeze, and we hold that in the back of our brains. And so it's always there, and even though we don't want to uncover it, it's just always there bugging us and bugging us and bugging us. And then, you know, the magic day comes when we're ready to face them. And, you know, hypnotherapy, EMDR, we also do holotropic breath work at the Institute and psychodrama. These are all techniques that we use. Um, And you go in there and bring those, negative experiences forward and reframe them in a way it's just such a freeing kind of experience people just can't get over how they feel when they're done you know so it's really a privilege to do this work i i love it and then you know i've been an astrologer for 35 years and i use that often as an assessment tool um i'll look at a person's chart and i'll say Okay, so tell me about your experience with this area of life or that area of life or this aspect of your family or this feeling that you might have. And I'll often get to what we need to treat first. 
so, and then I work with them with them in a coaching program, and um, that's wow. how I put it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I just yeah. uh, asked a mutual friend of ours, Tony Pico, yesterday. I said, you yeah. know, I just heard somebody say that according to Vedic astrology, we are Jupiter is going into Libra. Now I'm a Libra, and <laughs> yes. For Western mm-hmm. astrology, I took it that Jupiter went into Libra last year, and it was in it until now, mm-hmm. and now my birthday just passed, and I'm like, okay, so now we're going out of Libra. But I said to Tony, Happy what birthday. happens when West is one, Vedic says another? Well, they're both very effective systems, and the magic of the way that the cosmos is set up allows us to experience the same things through different symbols. So I've had my chart done every which way there is to have it done. The same information <laughs> is there. The same information is there. Um, it's very interesting. The difference is that in the Vedic system, they account for the Ayanamsa, which is the distance that the North Star has moved from from where the vernal point, not the North Star, where the vernal point has moved from the moment of the the equinox. So there is a certain number that you they subtract from the degree of the zodiac that we count as zero degrees Aries. So when spring comes, the sun is still in Pisces, according when you you account take the I and into account. So um, that's where the difference between the signs lies, but. Um, there's also a sidereal astrology, which looks at the signs of the zodiac from the standpoint of the sun, okay, rather than from the earth. There are all different ways. There's Chinese astrology, which is a whole entirely different system. And then there are systems that uh, we unearthed in recent times. Um, the Project Hindsight people unearthed uh, the Hellenic techniques that were in use by the, you know, like 150 uh, common in the common era, you know, like in that period of time. And there was a whole other system of astrology there. There's the Uranian system of astrology, which I use extensively in my work. It's very good for getting into the details of people's potential and helping them to identify things like why am I here and what should I be doing and should I be doing my job or this thing that's really my passion and am I going to be successful at it and um, you know, how, what, what uh, do I need to do to become successful? That, those sorts of questions are very easily answered in that system of astrology. So it's a matter of knowing what is going to work in the moment and also to understand that they all work. The information is there. And it's the same thing if you go and have an astrology reading and then a tarot reading and then a psychic reading. You're probably going to get the same information. It's just a different symbolic language. Right. So right. that's that's my my viewpoint on it. Very <laughs> and then you get everybody fights. This one's better than that one's better than that one. To me, right. the one that's best for you is the one that resonates the most with you. Right. I approach this as <laughs> I'm like, well, my moon is zero three degrees in Sagittarius, so I think I'm close enough to Scorpio that if there are going to be any benefits from the Vedic side of Jupiter going into Scorpio, <laughs> I can grab some of those mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> no, just, you know, just take every good thing that you possibly can grab. That's, that's my, my motto. <laughs> and, you know, Jupiter, exactly. by the way, 
it, it, you know, most people think it's going to automatically bring good luck when Jupiter, Jupiter comes close to the elements in their chart. You know, really, it's a matter of opportunities. It can also be excess. For example, when Jupiter, you know, Jupiter has been in the sign of my moon and opposite my ascendant and square my sun, and I don't particularly have a weight problem at the moment. I have in the past, but they're just like those few extra pounds that you want to get rid of, and they're impossible when you're having a Jupiter transit because you just want more of everything. So, you know, even if I'm eating a smoothie, I I make more than I really need, you know, so there's that aspect to it. And what's really important is that people understand that when you have an opportunity, it won't amount to anything unless you take action on it. So, you know, that's important to, to, to you know, know that you that's need to right. take action on it. Yeah. You can't say, like my guy oh, said this well. afternoon, I did, get a chance, I did not get a chance to put out the message, but uh, I get messages in the strangest of places at the strangest of times. Mm-hmm. And I, I try and hold on to them or write them down so that I can get it out to the public. And uh, their message was to inform people that a psychic reading will not help you or will not change your life unless you're behind the information, unless you yourself take action upon the information Spirit gives you in that yeah. reading. That's there will right. be no manifestation. Right. You can't say, well, the psychic was horrible because what she told me didn't come to pass. First of all, what action did you take? What energy, what did you apply? Or what did you allow to to come into your life or allow to come to pass for you to get to where spirit told you you would be? And then you have to take mm-hmm. into consideration free will. Everybody has free will, and everybody and anyone can change their mind at any given time. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. come to psychic readings thinking, I'll go to a psychic, she'll give me the answer, she'll change my, she or he, you know, they'll change my life. Unless you're a participant, no. the life doesn't change. So. No, the best that we can do for people is to teach them. That's why I, I you know, I call myself an empowerment coach. You know, I want to empower them to be able to take care of themselves. Of course, they'll go for psychic readings and they'll go for tarot readings and to get an idea of astrology readings, what's happening in my life right now. But unless they take that information and, as you say, Rose, do something with it, it's useless. And, you know, and you're handing your power over to somebody else. You know, that's exactly. never a good idea. <laughs> that's and never a good hand idea. Over their but people so do that when they want to be a victim, like, you know. Without even seeing it, without even realizing it, it just, it just here, okay, take all my power. And they don't realize right. it. Um, a lot of times right. I'm happy that right. people who come to me, it's like, oh, wait, yeah, boom, and the light bulb goes off. It's like, oh, good. But then there are people who come <laughs> to either someone like you or me, over and over and over again, and at a point they're like, oh, but, you know, nothing's happening. Um, okay, so what's, what, what, when did you do your part? What part are you playing in your own life? <laughs> yeah, you know? and the same thing goes for people. You know, there are things that happen to people. They're, it's absolutely without question. But, you know, are you going to allow it to continue happening all your life? Or, you know, as we were talking about 
with the modalities whereby you would go back and face those moments where these things happened and process them in a way that you can put them into perspective, put a time stamp on them and say, oh, goodness, for, for goodness sake, that happened 25, 35, 45 years ago. It's not happening in the moment anymore. And you can let go of that hypervigilance and you can let go of that feeling of disappointment or abandonment or whatever it is. But if you're invested in being a victim, you are not on the road to happiness. <laughs> and, and it isn't going to get okay. better until, until and unless, you know, a person really takes it into his or her own hands and, and goes in great humility to spirit and just asks for healing and does what needs to be done in order for the healing to take place. Right, right. And then there's the, the other prospect that I was thinking of recently. Uh, you really can't just place all your belief and whatever in spirituality and spiritual people and spiritual cleansings and all kinds of things because there are many times where there's a real physical problem. It's like, I have lower yeah. back pain and I've been told years, well, oh, we know what Louise Hayes says, lower back is, you know, you have fear oh. of lack, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, but you could also need to check out the physical because just recently I found yeah. out that what I thought was sciatica is actually bone on bone and a hip issue in my left hip. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like... Mm-hmm. All the spiritual connotations in the world aren't going to lead me to find out the real issue in this case that it's a physical hip problem. So I worry about people who, because people tend to do these things, they're either all in the physical, doctor, 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 whatever, and, and don't look at the spiritual aspects of what's going on in their lives. And then there are people who are, Oh, well, I went to a shaman and a spiritual healer and a psychic, and, and they're telling me it's all lack and fear, et cetera, et cetera, and they don't look at the physical at all. No, so, you have um, to do you have to do both, whatever modality there that you choose as well. Some of us might prefer to use like a chiropractor or an acupuncturist as opposed to an MD or whatever, but... I always, and I think anybody out there who is a practitioner of any kind, when you make a recommendation to somebody, you have to, to protect yourself, use the disclaimer, I am not a physician, okay? Or you can get into trouble, and you can also express to them that you feel that they should, you know, take the information that you have and and go and, and see a physician about it. And then if there's some way that, You know, there are ways that different modalities can assist healing and bring it about and help a person to visualize it. And there's certainly, you know, evidence. And, you know, if you you want to look into quantum theory and things like that, that if we envision our our cells going into a state of healing, we can help it along. But as you say, when you know what something is, you have to know how to treat it. So if you have a bone-on-bone situation with your hips, you don't want to treat it the same way that you would treat sciatica. So, you know, whether you're doing it with, you know, an allopathic or a holo or you know, a holistic method. So, you know, it's it's just knowing what it is, goes, as you say. It's all about balance. Yeah. It's all it's about, about balance. balance and I it's like about developing discernment. 
And that's right. taking charge of your life too and being able, you know, yeah, I've been to more psychic readings than, and than most people probably because it's just, you know, it's a focus of my life. But, you know, eventually I had to come to the point where I learned how to discern who I wanted to let into my energy field. You know, exactly. Uh, it, it's an thing important too. Who thing. Who you let into your energy field? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you and just can't like keep going from person you, to person. Yeah, the type of energy you gravitate around. Um, you know, the type of energy that you place your energy in and around, or whatever. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times I look at social media, and everybody I know they think they're doing well. I I know that they feel that they're informing others and the general public, and it's helpful. But lately I'm finding everybody is so focused on disaster and so focused on all of these terrible things that are happening. What they're doing is they're really parroting the mainstream media. The intentions are good. Bottom line is they're just pumping more and more negative energy into the atmosphere. Well, again, I would say, I would say that they're not in charge of their own minds. If if they're just parroting. And I, I mean, I agree with you. I see, I I have to scroll through very quickly these days because I get exasperated looking at it, but you know, that people just parrot what they're told to believe. It used to be that they said, you know, well, we have this fact and that fact and you can form your own opinion. But now you have to scour through people's opinions to get the facts <laughs> about certain things, about everything. And it's, it's very frustrating. And, it's, again, it's so important that we take the responsibility for our own development and our own lives, you know, and really. That's where know, it all take, starts, really, yeah. Oh, that's where it all is, you know. And, and our own connection yep. to our own concept of what our divine origin is and to be in service to that. Every day I wake up and I ask two questions. How can I honor you? How can I serve you? And yeah, that can mean God. It can mean myself. It can mean the people around me. But it's true. How can I serve my purpose here on this planet while I'm here? Visiting yep. from a galaxy I mean, far, far away. I mean, has nudged me into, into what I do now, into my work, for years, mm-hmm. for almost 60 years. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. got it mm-hmm. about two years mm-hmm. ago. And it's like, Rose, wake up. This is what you're supposed to do. Drop the fear. Drop the feeling right. of inadequacy and just do it. And I That's did. That's right. And, I was and I'm sure that you're very successful. Yeah, because I'm when you... I'm very grateful and thankful because it's like my stubbornness yeah. really cost me a lot of years in doing something that wasn't my joy, wasn't my bliss, wasn't my complete happiness that I never dreamed that I could or would do. But now that I'm doing it, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, good thing your light bulb went on. <laughs> It's an amazing thing when we, I wrote a book last year called Live in Spirit, Love Your Life. And the whole point of that book is to identify your passion and your purpose. And from there to live it, 
even if it means you have to quit a nice, secure job, even if it means you have, you know, there are ways to compromise, too. You can wean yourself off it. Work the job part-time while you develop your passion and turn that into a way of sustaining yourself. Being satisfied with having less material stuff. I don't care how much material oh, stuff I have sticky. if I'm not that's gratifying sticky. myself. Yeah. If I don't have my, my spiritual integrity, I'm not happy. More mentality. Mm-hmm. Again, being brainwashed by the society. I need. Yeah. Being brainwashed by society that this is, you know, I counsel people all the time who come to me and I say, you know, your chart shows your life. That means maybe you, you know, people think that like you grow up, you go to high school, you come out, you go to the service or you go to trade school or you go to college, you come out, you have a job, you get married or don't get married. You have children or don't have children. You have a a house, a car, and a garage, and a picket fence, and you keep going. Everybody's life isn't like that. So you have to find out what is right for you. We are all so different. And the uniqueness that is in each human spirit is so obvious when you begin to look at the esoteric arts, in particular astrology. You know, you can really see what makes a person a discreet individual. Right. I just want to remind the people who are listening in, if you have a question or if you would like a mini-read, call in to 347-677-0699. Also call in if you'd like to ask Judy any questions about her work. And um, make sure that you push button number one, because if you don't push the one, I'll just see you in the queue as a caller who's listening to the show. So, anyway, that being said, we're here. Uh, we're here for another yeah. 25. And I see somebody who's been holding for quite a while. Thank you for holding and being okay. so patient. Let's see. Uh, bring this person on. 347, you're on the line with Rose and Judy. Who's calling in? Hi, this is Keisha. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, hi. Keisha. I'm like you're in the middle of a bunch of ocean waves, but I can hear you. <laughs> oh, great, 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 great. Um, I'm calling in because I love your conversation, by the way. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, but um, I just got let go from a position, and I was going to leave the position on my own, but I guess I feel some kind of way because I got, cause I got let go from it. But it was, it was a temp position. But um, I applied for a position that's out of town and also applied for some in town. I was just wondering where my, what my next position would be or where would it be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of like I, my guys are saying, well, she got the hint and she was dragging her butt a little too long and Universe just kicked her and said, Go. So, all right, you got the Ten of Cups here. So this is talking about unity, domestic harmony, optimism, wholeness. It's really one of the most uplifting cards that you can get, and it points to Mm -hmm. happiness in general. So um, I really think this happened for a reason. They want you to start looking around and seeing what's out there over the horizon. And when it comes to... 
you know, your work, they want you to look for something that's a little bit more challenging, maybe something in the yes. same field but of a higher a higher level. Yes. Because yes. like I just saying, <laughs> you are so well accomplished and you're so good at what you do, you need yep. to be doing more than what you've been doing and you really need to be rewarded as far as making much more money than you've been making. Yep. So they want you to get out there and, and move and, and get going. Well, Go you where know you what? need that's to a, be. That's you are so right because I was doing like a secretarial position and I have a doctorate degree. But it was oh a place where I was, Yes, it was just, I just took it because I didn't have anything and it was at um, a place where I could work, but um, they didn't have any positions available um, for me at that time doing what I wanted to really be doing. So I kind of probably was getting too comfortable there. <laughs> oh, yeah, my guy to say she got all snuggly wuggly in her comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and it was like no, no, no. I need, I need, I didn't, and I had my agency asking for more money, and I think they said no or something happened, and then that was the end of the position. But oh well. Well, I I pulled out a medicine card for you, and I got mm-hmm. skunk, as in the skunk. Okay, and what uh-huh. it says is that by being who you really are and showing mm-hmm. that you have respect for yourself. You will show Mm -hmm. from a position of strength that you garner more respect. So this is all about you understanding that even though you were not renewed or whatever in the position, it doesn't sound like you got fired necessarily. They just didn't renew you. It it isn't a way that you should accept that that was a judgment of who you are. Maybe it was a way for you to cut loose and understand who you really are so that you aim a little higher next time, and or if you find yourself in a position like this, that you see it as just a means to finding your true yeah. passion, you know, finding a way to work with your true passion. Wow, you guys are so head on. But, yeah, I've applied for some things. I have um, applied to something that's out of town, and I'm interested in it mm-hmm. because, I don't know, I just need a, a new start, a new beginning. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. I hope it goes. I, I mean, I have a lot of stuff to in here, here too, but out of town, just I don't know. It, it excites me a little bit more. <laughs> Something new. Well, see if that's what uh-huh. you feel. That's what your gut is telling you, because I always tell everyone, your so gut, your gut. solar plexus, that is the seat of intuition, which I call your inner GPS system, and the GPS yeah. system means perfectly by spirit. Your own guide, your own energy, your own mm-hmm. little voice inside is telling you, time to move, Keisha. Let's yes. go. And if it involves an out-of-state or a move, look into it because that might be exactly what you need. I think it is. I think it is. And believe it or not, the day I called my friend and I told her what happened, she just happened to send me, even that same day, she sent me this position and I applied for it and they called me. Hmm. Like wow. the same day. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this works. Yeah, you, could be, you could be right in the in the track that you need to be in for your, your next wonderful opportunity. Wow. Oh, God. Well, thank Best you. I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> well, you should never Thanks. feel bad. Just... Thanks. 
Huh? So thank you, you so much for calling, calling in. in. Oh, my God. This has been a pleasure. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. But I'll continue to listen because the conversation is good. Yeah, and let me know the outcome. Thank you you can email me at rose at gmail.com. Okay, I will. Thank you. Best of luck, sweetheart. Thank you for calling in. Thanks. Good luck. Bye, Keisha. Amazing. Okay, nine one seven. You're on the air with Rose and Judy. Who are we speaking with? Hi, it's Dawn. Hi, Hi Dawn. Dawn. How are you? Calling in. Um, I've been better. <laughs> How are you? Aw. Good Lord. Okay. Well, you know, you've been better and you will be better, so just just keep that mindset that things are going to improve. Um, so basically, um, the guy that I've been dating, um, something's going on with him. I haven't spoken to him since Saturday. He said he was dealing with a large issue. He had to lay low. Um, he was okay, but he was going to call me when he can. And I haven't heard from him since Saturday. And I'm very worried. Because this is someone that, you know, we have plans, like we're planning a future and for him to just not text or call is very strange. Well, not for a man, though. I got to tell you, uh, women, you know, we're the goddess, we're the maiden, the crone, the, the oh, God, I forgot, uh, yeah. mother maiden crone. <laughs> we are the multitaskers uh, of the world. We can handle I mean, I a lot know, of things at once. No, and I but know that when he's focused, dealing with stuff, he likes to be alone. Thing. I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said no. I also know that, you know, he had told me that when he's dealing with something, he likes to deal with it alone and go through it alone. But I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, they he... have to put all their energy into that one specific issue, problem, topic. They they cannot multitask. I'm sorry, guys, but really, <laughs> men can't multitask all very well. I keep getting that it's a family problem, and what mm-hmm. they mean by family, I don't know. It could be family as in his own bloodline family, siblings, mm-hmm. parents, something, or if he has children, or he just like that. Signed, he just signed divorce papers with his ex-wife. They just signed divorce papers a few weeks ago. Do they have any kids? They have two kids, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's one or the other. Now that you say he signed divorce, I, I think he, he's got a lot of problems going on with that. So mm-hmm. best advice is don't take it personally. And nobody no, and you are going to come out of him. the of this. Well, I texted him, you know, I'll give him the time and space he needs to deal with, you know, with what he has to. Um, but, you know, like, I just, it's not like me. It's not like him to not get in touch with me. So, like, that hurts me because, I mean, he's probably thinking, oh, you know, she's fine. Like, she's just giving me time to do what I need to do. But, I mean, you know, we do have, you know, we have plans lined up. You know, next week with, you know, I have two children also, you know, with us, the kids, some of his family members, you know, we're we're planning a future. We're planning on, you know, living together and getting married, you know, down the road, you know. So I don't know. It's like very, and this was a conversation we had about a week and a half ago. So I feel like if he. Okay. So my guide to saying one thing you have to realize, and this is for the current situation as well as your future situation. You cannot expect him to act and react in the same way that you would. He's not yeah. you, you're not him. And yeah. at the same well, time... He, 
he tells me all the time that, you know, it's not a question of if we're going to get married. It's a question of when. You know, I mean, we've met each other's kids. Everyone gets along great. You know, well, where's the fear yeah. coming? Because I'm a worrier. I'm, I'm picking afraid. up fear I'm and anxiety very, from you, honey. I'm very scared that something is. Well, of what? I I don't know that he doesn't want to be with me or like we're not going to be together. Like I I don't know. Like you're he letting your mind reason. run across the country. It is. It is because I don't know what to think. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't told you me that we're not together. Anything. Yeah. But yeah, do you no, feel like, do we have... You have to accept it for what it is and allow him the time and space to work it out. Because yeah. if you're going to let this have such a profound effect on you, mm-hmm. do not jump into a marriage. You're not ready. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting married tomorrow. Like, this would be, you know, we would live together first. You know, we've, we've been talking about me and my oh, yeah, kids moving into the house. Yeah, but not even into a relationship. Yeah. You need to release that. You need to have the knowing that you are loved and you need to love yourself. You can't become mm-hmm. codependent on another person to give you security, give you love, give you, you know, be there yeah. to be your rock. You have to be your own rock. Mm-hmm. And then That's enjoy... A partner. Yeah. But, I mean, do you think, like, is this, are we going to be okay? Like, do you think I'm just letting my mind wander? I'm a little bit worried about you and your insecurity. I think there's really nothing here you should worry about if you allow yourself to release all of your fear and anxiety and just let this be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I pulled um, the Ace of Swords for you guys. So, in Mm -hmm. love. I did, too. I did, too. Same one. You did too? Not wow. I just pulled the Ace of Swords, yeah. Mm-hmm. Double Ace of Swords. Is that good? I don't know what that means. Well, it means that there's a need for clarity. Give uh, some of your input on this. Well, I think that there's a need for clarity, and part mm-hmm. of it might be for you to express what you need. Yeah. Um, okay, he, he needs his time and space, but you need to know that he's okay. Maybe yeah. you're worried with, that he's not okay. And, well, he told um, me that he, he told me he was okay, uh-huh. and he hasn't but, he hasn't you know given me any reason to think that we are not okay. Uh huh. Right. But then, you if you need the clarity, yeah. When this is all passed over, just tell him. You know, you you understand when he needs to be alone and such. But mm-hmm. it would be if you're going to have a life together. It's sort of not an option for somebody to just run off from the relationship and do something else for a while and then come back. Yeah. When you're in the relationship together, it, you know, you, you need to do things to as great a degree as possible. It might be yeah. that you can't involve yourself in the situation, but you need to have a little more information. Yeah. Because you, it, it makes you concerned. I also picking up that Dawn had something happen in her childhood. I don't know, honey, if you have abandonment issues or what. There's something coming back to. There's a lot. You know, my father left before I was born. My mother has Mm -hmm. left me with my grandmother when I was, Mm -hmm. you know, I was was a little older, though. So it's, I do have a lot of insecurity. Um, Sure. Well, he needs to know that. He needs to know that. Like, when is he going to hurt me? Um, No, I I know he's not. I don't think he's going to hurt me. He probably thinks that I'm fine, that I'm okay, because. I told him, you know, I'm not worried. You know, I'll be here for you. A little over two months, not long. 
but it went, mm. it was like very, it just felt right. And it just progressed mm. and it just kept progressing. And, you know, he well, wanted me to meet his kids. Problem, maybe. You know, he needs to know these things about you that you need that assurance yeah. until you can gain, you know, enough experience with him that you can yeah. feel completely comfortable. So I would say to communicate it to him. But should I, I mean, is he going to like come back? Like what to do? Like, are we going to be okay? Well, it's not a question that he's left you and dropped you. He's handling a situation in his life and he needs the time to handle it. And two months is a very, very young, fragile amount of time to have, uh, I don't even know how to put it, expectations or need the support of that other person. You guys need to, as Judy said, communicate, and you need to mm-hmm. give this whole thing time. I mean, yeah. the fact that you both are deciding to live together, have a life and a future within a two-month period of time, that's a well, little we're not, fragile yeah, we're, not, well. we're not doing it now, like, you know, like next year. Like, you know, that's where we're headed. Even like we, talking we, about we it see and ourselves, dreaming about it, yeah. hiring it, you really, I encourage all my clients, date for at least six months. Don't mm-hmm. hook up, yes, don't date. live together, don't have sex. Date for six months. Get to know each other. Communicate yeah. with each other. Slowly. See what yeah. well, like, other think... likes and dislikes are, if there's a possibility. Yeah. But to make a decision, I want a future with you in two months, it's in mm-hmm. an infantile period right now. you got a little newborn baby relationship. No, I know, so, but that's... Yeah. Like, that's where we see it going, like, in the future. Like, next year, that's where we see ourselves, like, moving into, like, the next part. Like, next summer, you know, like, moving in and, well, you know, getting is, engaged. Uh, and... thing. Uh, no expectations. See, you yeah. guys, your dreams, you're placing expectations upon your dreams, which is a very dangerous thing to do. But is he sincere? Like, does he? But does he want to marry me? Like, like when he talks about this, like when he tells me, I know that I'm going to marry you. Like, does he mean that? I mean, What's he introduced me to his. His name is well. His name is James. They call him Jimmy. But um, I mean, like he wanted me to. He wanted me to meet his children but what is quickly. His birthday, dear? Hello? November ninth. Hello. His birthday's November ninth. Yeah. He means what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But he needs but, to have, he does have a need for privacy. Yeah. But I know, know, I mean, I know his with that said, was With not that happy. said, you have yeah. a need, you have a need too. So Be he reassured. needs to know your need. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, I know his, And so his, then you can his, discover if that's compatible. Yeah. It may or I may mean, not be. His ex-wife was not happy when she found out that he was seeing someone and that, you know, this person had met the children. I know. And they do cause a lot of trouble. So, you know, again, I I hate to be repeating myself. He's got a full plate, and it seems like part of that plate is on fire. He's got to deal with that. And you have to step back and say, am I being too needy? Do I want too much attention from him? Because yeah, sometimes you just got to suck it up uh-huh. and say, he's got to do what he's got to do, and I have to be okay no, with I it. I know that. It's also my impatience. Like, I'm very impatient, and I... Well, that you got to work on as well. 
<laughs> I, I know. And I, I mean, and I'm a worrier, but I get that from my grandmother. Um, I mean, I, I worry, you know, if I don't hear from someone for like, you know, an hour, I worry like what's happening. But, um, yeah, you I mean, got to drop like, that too, sweetie. I'm going to tell you, read the book, The Four Agreements, because yeah. um, everything that you've learned from your parents, your grandparents, your great-great-grandparents, and you got to realize that all of that outdated, archaic, wrong misinformation is handed down generation after generation after mm-hmm. generation. And so are the hurts. And so is the anxiety, and so are the problems that come along with it. Mm -hmm. You need to live your own dream. You need to find out what your own dream is, and you need to live that. So I mean, um, you know, I'm divorced. I mean, I'm recently divorced, also. You know, and I work and I take care of my children, and you know, I'm I'm doing what I need to do, you know, for me and for them. And again, two recently divorced people could easily become codependent on one another, which is a Formula for disaster yep. if those well, people want to get married. Is, you know, but the marriage has been over for three years. You know, his marriage has been over for three years. You know, been over for, well, the, the papers have been signed. They've been apart for a, 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 almost two years. Like, they've been apart, like, okay. separated. Well, i got to leave because I've got another caller, and okay. it's 7.57. Sorry to cut you short, sweetie, but take the okay. advice, run with it. Don't worry so much. It's like my own spirit okay. guide said to me years ago, we don't ever want to hear the word worry come out of your mouth. <laughs> so I just want to know that marriage concerned. is in our future. Don't worry. I just, I just want to know Have that. a good evening. Hi, 718. You're on the air with Rose and Judy. Welcome. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I recommended my cousin to call you, but I'm glad I did. You're on the money. I've been counseling her and advising her all her life, as you know. You know my family history. You well, know her grandmother's you. Who, What are you talking about? The girl that you just talked on the phone is my cousin Dawn. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. I didn't know. Joseph, okay. Your dearest, bestest friend for 35 years. However, no, I, I told her to call you because, I, you know, being her relative. Yeah, my, well, she's like my fourth, fifth cousin. I've been reading for her and counseling her before she was born, her mother before her, her grandmother, her great-grandmother. However, you guys were on the money. The advice that you gave her, I couldn't give it better because I'm her family member. They don't listen, really. So I said, look, call in. My friend has a psychic show. Maybe she can help you. And everything you told her on the money, you guys are on the money. Judy, it's nice talking to you. I was listening to your uh, talk oh, about what you were talking you. about. Also a, a devotee of astrology. I don't consider myself an astrologer, but I studied it all my life. And you guys are wonderful. Mm-hmm. But the information you gave that young lady is all on the money. And the lady before that also, what you advised her was all on the money. I commend you. You know, Rose, I love you and I enjoy your show. Happy birthday oh, to Pat, a little pussy cat, niece. And that's what I wanted to say, but I recommend her to call you if I figure you could give her your input on it. The thing that validated it for me that we were on the money was we both pulled the same exact card. Yeah, Ace of Wands, right? <laughs> Ace of Swords, which is this. Ace of Swords. I am, you know, yeah, it struggles, it's, it, but it's also coming out victorious. In my way of reading, in my right. tradition, it's the sort of St. Michael also She's got obstacles, she has battles, but she's going to get through it. But she has to be patient. Exactly. 
And she has to release micromanage, worry, troll, whatever, whatever that she's got going on. She's got a lot of fear, yeah, like you said. A lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Insecurity, she a lot of to, fear. You know, clear and, and, you know, exactly. what she needs. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. why don't he call me? Why I said, the guy told you, leave him alone. He's on the down low. He needs space. He's a Scorpio. He's a Leo, you know. Sometimes you need oh. fire. It either puts out the fire or it boils. You know how that goes. Right, Judy? You're an astrologer. You know that. And Absolutely. You know enough about that's a good things. match. That's that's really a good match. You know, they'll get along she well. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the... I think she could use your services, Judy, because she's got a lot of childhood baggage. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she can. Well, yeah, well, she can. She can contact me. That's for sure. It'd be lo- lovely to hear from her. Yep. Again, I'm going to let you all know. You can contact Judy at www.readthestars.com. She's on Facebook. You can find her on Facebook, and um, she's just great at what she does. I will recommend does. her to you, Judy. With your permission, you. I will recommend her that she get. Oh, thank getting... you very much. You're welcome, dear. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and, and sure. I know that you can help her. As long as she takes your advice, though. She's, you know, she's my cousin. She's Italian. She's Calabres. we got hot heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm on that all the time. I'm used to that. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> yeah. Ladies, I will let you go. Bless you and keep up the wonderful work that you're doing. Rosie, I will talk to you after the show. Have a wonderful Thanks evening. Thank you. Have a great evening. Wow. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Well, we saved the best for last. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh. Okay, okay, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, no, you don't. Judy, it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being Thank my you, guest. And, uh, I will Thank be you for allowing me to be your guest. Way. Awesome. And, um, I may and be calling you myself here. for some help. Awesome. All Great. right. Okay. Same here. All right. You. Well, you be well. Thanks Take again. Care. Okay. Bye bye now. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Have a lovely weekend. Next week, my guest is Joanne Brokas. Joanne is a spiritual healer. She is a wonderful person. She's also a published author. And, um,. She does spiritual distance healing, so she's great. Tune in next week when uh, Joanne is my guest, and um, thank you for listening.